Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of Bobo's Void. <laughs> I'm here today with a really special episode. I've been waiting, for, I've been so excited to do this episode because I'm talking about one of my favorite topics, which is love and romance. And I'm here with one of my favorite aliens of all time. We're actually from the same exact planet. Um, I found her and was like, oh, wait, no, our brain is literally controlled by the same alien. So <laughs> I'm really excited to have you here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Bobo's co-alien. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I've it. wanted to do this for so long and I'm so happy you wrote to me because honestly, these are my dream topics to talk about. Yes. I love it. Um, but just... Uh, generally, my name is Lava. I'm 23 years old. I've studied social anthropology and today I sing, I write. I'm a member of the Kurdish women's movement and I specifically work within the scientific branch called genealogy, which is directly translated as the science of women. So Ooh. that's basically what I do. I love that. So today i want to i want us to talk about love and to talk about revolution and to talk about how the two intersect because basically i feel like every year i so something that you and i both have in common is that we are completely incompatible with this mode of existence with reality yeah. with capitalism with just everything that's happening on this planet and this year in particular or recently, like a, like last week or two weeks ago, I've come to the realization that I'm actually also incompatible with romantic love. And Yay! <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that was really sad for me because I think romantic love was the only thing that I believed in. I really was mm -hmm. just the type of person that was like, I don't celebrate any holidays except for Valentine's Day because everything <laughs> else sucks and nothing is real. But romantic love is real. But now I'm realizing that even romantic love is not only is it a neurochemical scam, it's also completely incompatible with capitalism and cannot exist under our mode of existence. And even if it could would it benefit any of us? Like, does anyone actually benefit from romance, but particularly women? And why is it that women suffer so much under romance? So these are a couple of the things that I want us to talk about today. And you had messaged me, I think it was last week, in response to my video where I was like, actually, like, I don't think I'm compatible with this shit. And you were saying that you came to that realization too, do you mind talking yeah. about that a little bit? Like, when did you realize and why did you realize that romantic love is not it? Oh, my God. A lot of things. I had a dream. It was so symbolic. I've had experiences to tell me that that is a fact. Mm -hmm. And I was shattered when I realized that I might actually not be compatible with the one thing that was giving me some type of, like, excitement and hope in life because right. I've always since I was a kid I've always believed in like this divine partnership which doesn't have to be a lie but I was connecting my perception of divine partnership with these standard ideals about romance 
And I mixed the two up. So growing up, I just realized that romance isn't for me. And then automatically, I believe that divine partnership isn't either. But oh, I guess I've kind of been able to separate the two better, discriminate one from the other in a much better way. But my experiences have just taught me that I hate being romanticized by men mm. because I feel so trapped by their idealized version of me. Ooh, you know, no, like let's talk about. Okay, yes, yeah, yes. that is like I felt so dehumanized and I felt betrayed because I'm not allowed to be myself in mm. my interactions with people. Like I couldn't be flawed, and I felt like as soon as that spark of illusion was gone with time, and I revealed my humanity, the interest wouldn't be the same. Because at first I was this object of their curiosity, and then the time we spent together was like research. So when they knew everything they wanted to about me, and they realized, shit, she's human, she's flawed, she's not this perfect person. Then the romance wasn't really there anymore, right?、Know? So it's it's conditional to a flaw, conditional to a point where it coerces you into being something that is unnatural. One hundred percent, like I'm forced to be like an extension of their fantasy,、mm. and I'm not here for it. I couldn't like it feels so imprisoning to be that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what. What I realized in the end was like I don't feel safe in romance. I don't feel human. I don't feel seen. I feel like I'm being glorified and romanticized without my consent because、mm, yeah, I'm not like、yeah. men. Obviously, want to have this. They, I think everybody is looking for people or faces to fit into their roles and fit into this narrative of romance that they have in their mind. What is it that you wanted from romance versus what is it that you got from romance? Hmm. You know, I think I realized that what I wanted was love, and I never understood what that was until recently. I understood what it is that I wanted, and I thought that romance could give it to me because the thing is, happiness in romance to me is like sugar-coated pain. It's like it's like junk food. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and it survives off of this illusion, this mystification. It glorifies me. I hated it. It tried to like it tries to entertain this idea of perfection,、mm. and、um, again, distracting each other from each other's humanness. Yeah. And it just felt so wrong. While. While romance, like it makes you feel important, and that I liked. Obviously, everybody likes it in a society where, you know, you're told that you're valuable based on your achievements, your skills, your qualities, your proxim- proximity to perfection. That's what you're told, and romance responds to that, right?、Mm. Romance makes you feel so special. You're the center of someone's universe. You're important. You're more important than anybody else. Yeah, that's romance. But really, what I realized is love is the complete opposite because it makes you face your nothingness. Yes,、I、and that's what wanted, I wanted.、Oh, yes, yeah. I th- oh my god, something that I've been unraveling、um, over the past few weeks because I'm having a I'm having such a hard time with romance. And I've realized that one of my own flaws when it comes to romantic love is that 
I use people for escapism. Mm. And I think oftentimes, oftentimes that can be flattering. Like you can tell someone, oh, you're my escape. Oh, like you're my escape from reality. Because like day-to-day life is so torturous and strenuous that I tend to find escape in romance. But in doing that, I'm actually using people. Mm. And something else that I realized is that the reason that I use people for romance is because of my inability to be with myself psychologically like I think I'm very good at being with myself on an existential level like I can go with my thoughts to the depths of depths of depths but I can't sit with myself psychologically like my own psyche I cannot bear to be with because it's so damaged and Mm. so I find escape in other people and I call that romance and I think that Oftentimes society has indoctrinated us into believing that community is escapism, but there actually can't be any community until you're able to be completely alone in every way possible. I'm not alone in being someone who seeks escapism because we all are fundamentally suffering under capitalism and under the human condition. And romance is just the process of using someone else to escape your own reality. And that can be such an unfair burden to put on someone else. Yes, that is so true. I think that and again, like we're so used to performing that even the thought of not using people as forms of escape Mm. and actually being in a genuine loving relationship i don't think we're ready for the discomfort that comes with having to leave your name your identity your appearance your your everything just to embrace your unknowing and your absurd humanness like i don't know if we're ready for that when when all we know is that we're worth what we represent and what we present outwardly you know yeah and i think also how are we ever going to resolve this genuinely if we keep believing in this illusion that is privacy because privacy isn't real let's talk about this this is please listen like i'm begging you no honestly like something that i also came to grips with is that i don't believe in privacy and i know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this that i'd mentioned it in the last video that I made where I was a watermelon slash mango. And (laughs) at the end of the video, as I am, because that's who I am. um, And at the end of the video, and it's something I've been thinking about for years, actually, because I seem to always come into problems with my romantic partners, particularly men, because men are extremely secretive and performative. Mm. And I... I think so men are socially conditioned to hide everything because patriarchy demands such an impossible standard of masculinity. Men are then forced to chip away at the most essential core parts of themselves and replace that with a performative, unrealistic version of a human being that actually doesn't exist. And in putting on a front every day, all masculinity is is lying like to be a man is to be constantly lying to be constantly hiding to be constantly performing to be constantly pretending and so what men think is privacy oftentimes just ends up being the performativity that comes with 
patriarchy that comes with patriarchal masculinity and so there's there's that aspect of privacy and then there's also the fact that because so much of what is rooted in society is a lie so much of how do i frame this so so many people just suffer in silence because we're taught that privacy is virtuous or like secrecy is virtuous and to what you were saying when we were talking about this initially like i really thought that my suffering or my struggles with human relationships were unique to me or were unique to me because there's something specifically wrong with me but what i'm realizing is that actually everyone is suffering under the performativity of romance that because we're socially conditioned to keep our suffering private now we all just suffer in silence and that's supposed to be seen as like a virtue and yeah i really want to mm. unpack like the extent to which our ideas about romance and love are just rooted in lies and secrecy and quote unquote privacy and the extent to which that damages us psychologically genuinely yes I think just like you're saying it yourself that it's I think it's one of the biggest dangers in our society and one of the greatest assets to capitalist patriarchy that mm. we keep believing in privacy yes. that we keep protecting privacy as if it's our personal responsibility to resolve these structural issues individually I know yeah yeah it just doesn't make sense it's definitely a community ma matter it's something that we're all going through together and if we keep building this step like if we keep believing in these split realities we're gonna live very contradicting lives and it's not it's not it makes sense that we don't feel compatible with right. and love. right we're living very contradicting realities and it's impossible to then come up with a wholesome alternative to the current paradigm if we're going to continue to go on like this. Because essentially, the home is really a miniature of, of society, of the public. Right. And everything that is going on in society and the public is an extension of the home. It's an extension of those small little hierarchies that exist in your personal relationships. Those are being reflected in society outside. Mm. What does transparency look like to you? Like what would a more communal and connected format of romantic love look like to you? I think it's First of all, what you're doing is basically the ideal of actually having the courage to go on and talk about what you're experiencing in your relationship. Mm. I think once we bring that into the conversation, then we can start to talk about, okay, well, what tools can we can we develop to face these issues that apparently are going on in everybody's relationships? Right, right. You know, so different mediums we could use to be able to communicate what's going on in the, you know, behind closed doors. And I think music is a really, really good and powerful medium. I think art is a very powerful medium that allows you to express emotions that you otherwise can't maybe in a daily discourse or you know out and about and I think 
Um, there's a reason why capitalism suppresses creativity because it is a genuine and a powerful outlet for us to express what's going on mm. in our lives, in our yeah. intimate lives. Yeah. And we're being suppressed. We can't really indulge and work on our creativity as much as we should right. because creativity is what's going to create an alternative. If we don't engage in that, we're going to be stuck in this stage where we're anti-structure but we don't know what the next step is. Like right. We realize that we're exploiting each other. We realize that our relationships are, are transactional. Mm. We, we realize that we're oppressed, but because we're not having a wholesome discussion about what that means, both in the intimate and the public, we're not able to, to genuinely like meet the issue and try to resolve it. Ooh, so that we can come up with a third alternative yeah no i agree with you entirely and like so what do you make of this idea that what's sacred must be kept private like i think that is the justification of a lot of why everything is so secret and so private and i know that there's a thin line between secrecy and privacy Mm. um and i know that to an extent privacy is like I'm not advocating for absolute 100% transparency of everything and anything but um yeah what do you make of this idea that the things that are sacred to us must be kept private do you agree with that um that's a really good question I think first of all I have no problem with people wanting to protect their integrity yeah with people wanting to keep certain things to themselves certain things they're maybe not they may not be ready to share with everybody right um and things that are sacred like you said but in the end like it's in it's just the essential rule of the world that we live in that we are interconnected and that we are never alone in what we're experiencing mm. so there's no reason to completely isolate from each other there's freedom right. in connecting with each other yeah. it doesn't take away from the sacredness Sharing it doesn't take it away. Right. I do often wonder, why is it that sacred things must be kept private as opposed to shared? Like, why do we not share what's sacred with us? And is this just the culture of possession that's rooted in patriarchy? Like, patriarchy is so possessive that it's like everything that I like, anything that's mine, must be protected and kept away from everyone at all costs. And I wonder, like, the extent to which that is actually just toxic. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm so over this keep it low-key culture. I don't really get what the point is. Mm. And I think it's so clear that mostly I think it's about the fact that we've been taught to have a sense of rivalry between us in society. So everybody has an agenda, a hidden agenda. Everybody's out to get us in some way. Everybody has some type of evil eye. And I think as long as we continue to reproduce that idea within ourselves and also between each other, I don't see how we're going to be able to even... We need that trust to be able to have a community to begin with. And once we have a community, then there shouldn't be any rivalry and we can finally connect with each other and resolve issues that we're all experiencing. But because we sense a rivalry between us and a distrust, we're going to keep being isolated and we're going to respond. We're responding to capitalism with capitalism. Right, right. 
we all understand that, okay, we're living in a very competitive society because of capitalism. So the response is to just isolate ourselves from each other, which also is very capitalistic, and just continue on this race. Right. And I think all of this, like keeping things private, and especially when it comes to romance, I mean, romance honestly can imprison and destroy you under capitalism so intimately that it can paralyze even the most revolutionary personalities. Mm. I mean, we talked about it with Nina Simone, for example. I mean, right. She's a person, she's a, a revolutionary woman who embraced her sexuality beyond patriarchal ideals. Mm. She was a person who just embraced her humanness and her natural sense of self instead of trying to fit into any frame of perfection. Right. She was involved in the social justice movement through her music. I mean, this was a revolutionary woman. At least publicly, she was free. But then privately, she was oppressed and mm. she was abused. And she was even abusive. And she was suffering from mental illnesses that weren't being handled, feeling alienated as right. a person. And I think these these issues occur when we split our realities into two. I think it's really important for us not to underestimate the dangers of not bringing the question of romance into the discussion of like capitalism and mm. revolution. Wait, what what place does romance have? Not just romance, but what is the place of romance and love in revolution and in politics and in our everyday lives, especially as women? Thank you for listening to the first half of this conversation. If you're interested in listening to the rest of this conversation, you will find it on Patreon. So please support my Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash void, or you can just click on the link in the description box below. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'll be having so many more of these types of conversation with different friends, with different strangers, with all types of interesting people, and sometimes just conversing with myself. If you are interested in philosophy, politics, race, all the things, I'll be hosting all the conversations on my Patreon. So patreon.com slash Bobo's Void, or just click on the description box below and support me. Thank you.